Welcome everyone to episode 19 of Healthy Mind Fit Body Podcast. This is Wes and I have Kevin on the other line. Hey Kevin, how's it going? Good, how's it going Wes? Not too shabby. We are uh, surviving some rainstorms here lately in San Diego and it's kind of putting a damper on outdoor activities. But I know you have a half marathon coming up. Yeah, that would be Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. and uh, Bright and early. Bright and early, and the uh, prediction is for sunshine and uh, somewhere in the 50s. So nice, looking good so far. And my uh, week of taper is this rain was actually good timing because I was trying not to uh, do a lot of running and activity this week. So that's been a good thing for me. Yeah, and also it uh, gives us something to talk about here in San Diego with the weather. I mean, it's usually there's <laughs> nothing to say, and now exactly. it's. It's like that one movie that uh, Steve Martin was in where he played a weather forecaster up in L.A. Yeah. And uh, it was just so boring. He had to come up with these antics about what to talk about instead of the weather. Yeah, that's right. Another sunny, nice day. L.A. story. L.A. story. That's what it was. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker was the other one in there. <laughs> exactly. Measuring his inseam. Remember that uh, scene? Got his attention. Yes. So we were thinking about covering something we haven't covered in the past. We kind of touched on it in a couple shows, uh, maybe on portion control and so forth, but cravings, the nature of craving food when you really don't need it, objectively speaking, right? Yeah, and I think there's a couple different kinds of cravings. I think there's some cravings that can be good, a good signal to what you need. Yeah, but this isn't a sex podcast, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Get your head oh, yeah. out of the gutter. We're talking about food here and nutrition. Yeah, wrong <laughs> podcast. Sorry, we'll uh, put my nutrition hat on now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so there's, uh, I mean, people will have cravings for like meat. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be an indication of something like low iron in your blood. Yeah. But the kind of cravings that we're talking about are more like uh, craving sugar and craving carbs and things that are not going to do so much good for you. All those so-called comfort foods, right? Comfort foods, right. The ice cream, the pizza, you know, what have you. For us, it's the donuts, of course. Of course. But uh, all the things that really basically result in gaining fat and keeping it stored as fat because they stimulate a lot of insulin. Right. So we had a couple articles here that touched on some of the sort of biochemical, you know, real detailed aspects of what cravings are about, and this one by Joseph Mercola, titled, Why Do You Continue to Eat When You're Full? He talks a lot about ghrelin, which is apparently the appetite hormone. Are we grilling some meat? Yeah, we're putting some grilling on the grillin. All right. <laughs> he says, it might also work in your brain to make you keep eating pleasurable foods when you're already full. And of course, they used uh, mice to find this out. They said researchers observed how long mice would continue to poke their noses into a hole in order to receive a pellet of high-fat food. Uh, it's interesting that they didn't use a high-carb food. Yeah. Animals that didn't receive ghrelin gave up much sooner than the ones that did receive it. Mm -hmm. So he says, humans and mice share the same brain cell connections and hormones, as well as similar architectures in the pleasure centers of the brain. Of course, mice also lack a neocortex and frontal lobes yeah. uh, the size that we have. So uh, there are dramatic differences between us and the little rodents. <laughs> yeah, like decision-making? Decision-making, choices, values, self-concept, self-image. I don't think mice have self-image problems, do they? Probably not. I don't imagine <laughs> being a problem. No. But uh, yeah, Mercola in this article talks about what influences your body's level of the hunger hormone. 
And one of the factors, he says, is lack of sleep that may lead you to gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And I know that's an issue for quite a few people because they're just trying to get so much done in the day and then that cuts into the night and then uh, getting up early the next day. So Yeah, you end up kind of sleepwalking through the day and just eating things at random without even realizing what you what you're doing. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So he also talks about insulin as being a factor affecting uh, leptin levels, and it seems to be sort of a contradictory correlation in terms of insulin going up, leptin going up also, but also ghrelin going down. So appetite and regulation of cravings, as well as fat storage, all are combined in this process when you eat food. But it just seems that this is kind of like looking at the trees rather than the forest because it's easy to try to find out what's going wrong in the brain, what's going wrong in the body chemistry to explain why people are doing things that are not so good for them, not so healthy. Yeah, I was thinking of when I was reading over this article, I was actually thinking that some of this stuff, at least you could do sentence stems and have the same effect and have it probably be longer lasting. Mm -hmm. And that's something that uh, we have in our book in the Healthy Mind Fit Body book at healthymindfitbody.com. That's a a section of the book where we have outlined a seven-day sentence stem program, sentence completions, where you can actually figure out like why you're doing some of these things, like why are you eating these comfort foods when you shouldn't be and why you're overeating and having cravings and things like that. Yeah, it's really important to focus on that self-analysis, the subconscious thoughts and feelings, because that's really at the root of why we reach out and grab something and put it in our mouth right? Yeah. I mean, why we're choosing this. We either do it consciously or subconsciously. And typically a lot of that stuff is on a subconscious level based on how we feel and our own self-assessment. So it's really important to come to terms with the self-conflicts within you that lead to making the wrong choices and doing things counter to what you really value, what your ideal goal is. I mean, everyone wants to have a healthy, happy life, right? It's just a matter of how to get aligned with that value in the actions that you take. And working through those feelings that you have that, you know, result in insecurity and stress and anxiety and fears and guilt and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, he does point out some things here that are important. Uh, Fructose. Is fructose driving you to overeat? Well, we've covered that on our podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. Fructose is definitely not something you want to be eating a lot because it is going to raise your insulin levels and that's going to have your body put on weight. So, This is uh, something that's important. And a lot of the foods that we eat, especially from the supermarkets, will have fructose. And sometimes it's in the form of high fructose corn syrup, which your liver has a really hard time with. And it just really wreaks havoc in your body. Yeah, it's definitely not healthy. But to get back in the psychological, he does touch on the stress, the anger, sadness, and just about any other negative emotion can also lead to seek food as a coping mechanism and ultimately overeat. And subconscious cues you pick up from portion sizes, food visibility, such as passing by a candy dish on a desk, and food proximity, standing near the food table at a party, can also influence how much you eat. It's interesting, that sort of context that we can find ourselves in, that we grab something that really isn't necessary. Cinnabon comes to mind. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was just watching a comedian do some routine on Cinnabon. And uh, it's like, when is there ever a good time to have a Cinnabon? When is that ever a good choice? It's when like, it's right in front of you and you're smelling yeah, it. Yeah, when they're pumping that smell out into the mall or into the air. They always have those at airports. So you have a big Cinnabon mm-hmm. and then you get on the airplane for a couple hours just sitting there letting it like melt <laughs> onto your body and turn into fat. Exactly. Dripping with all that sugary goodness, right? Yeah. And Gary Tobbs actually has, he gives a nod to him about what if it's all been a big fat lie which is a famous uh, article and statement on the issue of why people are overweight. And, of course, his perspective is that the more fat people put on, that induces this behavior to accumulate excess fat. So he suggests people overeat because their fat tissue is accumulating excess fat. And why does fat tissue do this? Because dietary carbohydrates, especially fructose, are the primary source of a substance called glycerol-3-phosphate, which causes fat to become fixed in fat tissue. At the same time, this diet raises insulin levels, which prevents fat from being released. Yeah. Yeah, and in our interview with Tom Naughton, that movie has Fathead actually addresses this process by which insulin carbohydrates end up storing fat into the fat cells and keeping it locked there as fat. Mm -hmm. So that's a big issue too. Obviously, the information is important to have the right knowledge about what you're eating that will lead directly to fat storage and keeping it locked as fat versus things that you can eat that don't really result in putting on extra fat, even though they have all those calories, right? Yeah. They're not going to stimulate the insulin and these other hormones and peptides to result in putting on more fat. Yeah. The idea is not to worry about calories like we've covered many times. Yeah. And there was also a video that uh, Dr. Amen did on his website, amenclinics.com. He focuses a lot on brain health and brain scanning and research in the brain. And I think he did a show on PBS. So he's pretty in the mainstream Mm -hmm. talking about uh, weight control and actually brain health, I think it was. But he had a video he did, about 10-minute video, about six tips to control your food cravings. And he solicited a bunch of questions from his listeners. He got over 500 of them, apparently. So he's doing some videos addressing those. And, you know, he does focus a lot on the biochemistry as the main source. Right. Keep your blood sugar balanced, get rid of artificial sweeteners, stress management program. Now you're dealing with more of the psychological. Outsmart the food triggers, you know, like that context that you find yourself in with a candy next to you. Yep. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Definite food triggers. He gets into more detailed stuff about food allergies and then using supplements to deal with your cravings like uh, N-acetylcysteine, which I'm not too familiar with, but omega-3 and vitamin D, of course, are things that we promote too. Yeah, and there's good supplements out there, but I mean, like we were talking about before the show, it's not like in order to be thin, you've got to take, you know, 14 supplements every day. Yeah, because thin people aren't doing that, right? Yeah, I mean, who's ever heard? I never even heard of that stuff before we were talking about that. So it's uh, yeah, it's not necessary, but yeah, there are some, you know, like we talked about um, omega-3s and vitamin D is good. Yeah, I mean, he says that compulsive overeating is related to low serotonin levels in the brain. And that may be the case, but what causes the low serotonin? It's the chicken and egg sort of thing. Because if you're making choices, you know, if you have certain choices that you're making based on certain values and you're doing certain things to reward yourself or not or punish yourself, it will end up causing brain chemistry changes. 
Yeah, and you could theoretically just, you know, to raise your serotonin levels, you could take uh, some antidepressants, right? And then you've got <laughs> some uh, higher serotonin levels. <laughs> exactly. And then if you, you know, I don't know, get depressed because of those things, it's yeah. amazing. You see those ads for like anti-anxiety drugs and it says one of the side effects is anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's insane. But uh, the drugs thing is not really the key issue. And I think that we can get lost in the details yep. with all this stuff and kind of just place responsibility onto something else. Like it's something external or just internal in the brain. Because obviously the mind is what the brain does. So things are going on in the brain that is reflected in your level of consciousness and what you're thinking about and how you're feeling. But if we look at it on a psychological level, you know, we can look at this stuff through different lenses, basically. And the lens we like to look at is the practical one that people deal with on a daily basis. The choices that they're making, the values that they have, and the feelings that they have. And I think you had something about uh, Johnny Bowden and, and the feelings he was talking about. Yeah, in Johnny Bowden's book, uh, Living the Low-Carb Life, he has a section on uh, sugar cravings and just cravings in general. And he's got five techniques for busting cravings. And I thought these were really good, especially the last one, but all of them. So the first one is control blood sugar by eating protein and fat every few hours at every meal and snack. Mm -hmm. So that's like one of the first things I did when I started to get control of my diet and my health overall is do that. Add a lot more fat and protein and um, you stay full longer and your energy levels are a lot higher. Yeah, I will say from experience that when one gets low blood sugar or hypoglycemia as a diabetic, um, when that happens, I definitely crave carbs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Uh, the number two is avoid any junk carbohydrates made of white stuff, rice, bread, pasta, as well as those that contain highly concentrated sweeteners, even if their carbohydrate content is permissible on your program. And even if they're so-called complex carbs, right? Right. We always hear this distinction between complex and simple carbs. And if you eat the complex carbs with lots of fiber, you're going to be fine. But still, it's coming from these breads, grains, cereals, refined things that we typically wouldn't find in nature. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we're in the wild, that hunter-gathering sort of paleolithic uh, lifestyle. Yeah. And then if you're eating carbs, it's, you know, we've talked about this a million times, you know, you combine it with protein and fat and it's much better for you. It's not the same as eating a, a straight carbohydrate, which would just shoot your insulin levels up and tack on fat. Yeah. Actually, it turns out that the glycemic index, the way that the carbohydrate breaks down to glucose and then the glucose is absorbed in the bloodstream is um, nullified when you eat protein and fat with your carbs. So that's important to factor in. Yep, exactly. So number three is never let yourself become famished. Carry protein-based snacks like nuts, cheese, and hard-boiled eggs with you at all times. I think those hard-boiled <laughs> eggs are pretty tough to carry around your pockets. Just got to make sure they're hard-boiled because otherwise you get a disaster on your hands. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. I mean, we were just talking about this also before the show and I, I walk around hungry most of the time. I mean, maybe I'll eat lunch and then for a couple hours, a good couple hours, I'm not hungry. But the almonds and cashews and stuff like that, really help to keep my hunger in check so that I don't overeat. Sure. Yeah. Fat is satiating. So it's important to uh, make sure that is where you're getting your energy. Yep. And number four is get enough sleep. Lack of sleep increases appetite and stimulates stress eating. We just talked about that. Uh, number five, learn to recognize the emotional triggers for cravings, such as fear, tension, shame, anger, anxiety, depression, loneliness, resentment, or any unmet needs. Don't pretend they're not there. Recognize them, accept them, embrace them, and own them. 
Then explore behavioral ways of dealing with them besides eating. I think this is the most important technique here for busting cravings. Absolutely. Whether it's, you know, smoking, drinking, food, whatever sort of craving that you're having, it's important to focus on what is really of value to you. What could you do in place of that that would be life-sustaining and life-nourishing? Yeah, and I like that he says to, to own those feelings because that goes back to Nathaniel Brandon's Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. Mm-hmm. He talks about the self-acceptance as being one of them. And in order to move past that and get over that, that block, you have to learn to accept whatever the feeling is. Yeah, he actually wrote a whole book about this called The Disowned Self, which is all about this process of self-alienation where whatever parts of oneself that one disagrees with or one doesn't like, the emotions, the negative stuff, I mean, no one really wants to feel negative emotions. And it's somewhat of a natural inclination just to kind of like shove that aside or deep down somewhere so you pretend like it doesn't exist, Yeah, which is the exact opposite of what you need to do. You need to really delve into that and basically connect with that part of yourself that is troubled so that you can accept and own and from that point, you can move on from there in a more holistic fashion rather than being fragmented into two different types of selves, you know, your happy, cheerful self and then your negative self that you're constantly doing battle with. Yeah. And it's just a matter of doing the exercises to get into that state where you're not in conflict with yourself and you're able to come to terms with all those emotions because everyone feels those emotions mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of what we do with them and we have the technology to deal with them in a really effective efficient way so that we can get back on track back on track back on track so we don't end up living in a van down by the river (laughs) how did i know that was coming it was coming the inimitable chris farley so yeah you don't want your emotions living in a van down by the river that's the last (laughs) thing you want (laughs) you want to be integrated and that's the key so uh we encourage you to check out the site uh if you like the show Visit iTunes and give us a rating or review. We'll have the link in the show notes as well as on the homepage. And there's also the three pillars. Yeah, the three pillars of how to achieve your perfect weight with the mind-body connection. Some of the stuff we covered today in the podcast is actually on there. And uh, you can get that for free just by going to the healthymindfitbody.com and just putting in your name and email address. And we'll get that right to you. Yep. And then you'll be in the newsletter and get more information from us free of charge. Yeah. And we've got some really exciting interviews coming up. So definitely stay tuned to this podcast because we're growing a lot. Next step, worldwide domination. World domination is next (laughs) for sure. They're just spreading the good memes so that people get healthy and happy. Exactly. So thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone.